live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go. Thursday, Silver 7's is the site. Cofield and Company. Big Thursday. My God. Sports landscape changing day by day, hour by hour around Las Vegas. A lot to get to. A lot to get to today. Adam Hill is here. He's the company. I know he's been busy. He's getting ready for the game at the Fortress. Do or die. No, not really. But uh, it would be nice to get the win back from dropping game number one, even up this series. Knights coming up in just a little bit against Winnipeg. You can flip over to Fox Sports Las Vegas at 4 o'clock and hear pregame into the game, actually, uh, VTK Insider Show to start, and then the pregame into the game between the Knights and the Peg. So we got a lot of baseball to get into today. Shock, probably not the right word. The rapidness with which the story comes together here and how quiet it was is pretty incredible with the A's and an agreement to buy land here. We've been going round and round on this for two years. And it looks like the A's are ready with cooperation to build a stadium in Vegas, leave Oakland. The site is my favorite site of all these sites we've talked about for the last 10 years for stadiums, and that is the Wild Wild West site at Trop and the 15. We'll get into all the details. And then the minutia of this thing, I mean, you have a team that could be leaving a city high and dry. Their lease is coming up soon. That city already disliked the owners and management. You wonder how quickly they're going to tell them, get out. And maybe that could mean we have freaking baseball every day at the ballpark in Summerlin. We'll get to all that. I want to do a giveaway right now because uh, let's celebrate this battle for Vegas softball game at the ballpark in Summerlin. This could be the last one because there won't be room if the A's have to get the hell out of Oakland and find somewhere to play here. But the game goes down July 22nd, LV Ballpark. You can get your tickets to Ticketmaster.com. It's Gridiron versus Ice. The Ice side, of course, headed up by Riley Smith. Two tickets, caller 7, 364-1100, Caller 7 right now. Again, you can grab your own tickets at Ticketmaster.com. It's a July 22nd softball game. Stars of our pro football and pro hockey teams will be featured to benefit the Vegas Golden Knights Foundation with funds distributed to big brothers, big sisters of Southern Nevada. So I think you were caught a little off guard last night. I had seen the story, I don't know, what probably 9.30 last night. I'm always scrolling on social media looking for stories for the next day. And... I saw the news coming out from the Nevada Independent and very fine writer Howard Stutch. You know Howard, right? Sure. Uh, I was just with Howard on a on a local uh, PBS show like four months ago. Nice guy, very complimentary. We got to get him on soon. So the story comes down that hey, all the hemming and hawing between Howard Terminal, the A's, and Oakland. The shortfall there. Who knows what it was? Three hundred million dollars. The proposed sites. That we've been counting down for the last two years around Las Vegas. You and I kept saying, eh, I think we're just being used as a negotiating pawn, right? And they were down to three sites. 
the sites look like Festival Grounds, the Tropicana. And what was the third site? The Well, there was the rumors of the Rio. That was the third site, right? Rio's being redone, new owners. That looked like the setup. Those are the three spots. And then we find out last night that Red Rock Resorts and these guys have been looking to get into pro sports. I mean, they were already with professional mixed martial arts. Made a boatload off of UFC that the Fertitta brothers, you know, they've been sniffing around the stuff for a long time. And they've got a great piece of property. And as I said just a couple minutes ago, I think the best piece of property out there for a stadium right across from the Strip. Basically set up a stadium district here. We find out last night that the A's have agreed with Red Rock, hey, we're going to buy some of that land. 100 acres. 100 acres. The uh, Raiders site, 62 acres, right? Do I have the right number? I get confused on all the different sites. But 100 acres because people didn't realize that Red Rock and the Fertitas not only on Wild Wild West, but, I mean, land going out to the west, land going up to the north. It's That's a big piece of property. So We should be clear. The A's have only entered an agreement to buy half of it. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. So they're going to buy... I think 49 with an option to buy another acre. After, I don't know what the actual For those who want to put in perspective, yeah. they're essentially buying the actual Wild Wild West property. Correct. Station, uh, station owns more than that. They're buying the Wild Wild West property, right. and the option would be on the truck lot. Right. Where the you know there's a, a, a lot where a lot of truckers have parked over the years, and that lot would be the additional eight acres, which would be kind of retail. Procyon to the west. South is Trop. North is Tompkins. So that piece of property that Wild Wild West was on, they could buy the truck lot. And then the basically the property, it sounds like all the way up to Valley View, which has some stuff on it now, yeah. is also owned, which I would assume is by, that's by Red Rock. I would assume that's all going to be redeveloped. I wouldn't be shocked. I have no idea of details on this contract, but I would build a casino there. Um, so I'm going to monetize whatever that area is as much as possible. Sure. So th- those are the basics. Those are the basics. Meanwhile, back in Oakland, they're like, what? We're talking. We're in active negotiations. So we'll tell you about the shock and awe last night and anger and today from the folks in Oakland. So what are you hearing on this on this whole thing in terms of how this comes together? Some early details on funding. Right? <laughs> I, I know. And that, what do that you mean? and that is the, that is the big question because now last night I saw the stadium quoted at a billion dollars. Dave Cavill, who's the president of the A's, is going to come on with us later on. He told you guys at the paper, billion and a half, that was reprinted by Yahoo. So now we're from a billion to a billion and a half. It's funny, I went on a radio station in Portland, you know, one of the cities that would like to get an MLB team, and, and they were suggesting, oh, wait, does this stadium not have a roof? And I'm like, I haven't, I haven't seen plans. We haven't seen a mock-up. Partially retractable? Right, and, and when it goes from one billion to one and, a, one and a half billion, I said for a billion, I would think there'd be some kind of roof. Um, so, I mean, a lot to hash out here, but uh, you know what I'll start off with? Are you, are you surprised that the, the days of being the pawn finally ended and someone stepped up, Red Rock in this case, with a sweet piece of property, and they're like, all right, it's time to monetize this thing. Let's get into professional sports. Uh, Major I mean, League I'm, professional sports. Like, I'm still, as you pointed out, like we, we have the details that are there, and I was asked today, you know, when, when I think the A's could actually be playing here. And I said, A's are not moving here. Like, I still don't, I still think it's a pawn. 
this is Oakland. You're done. Vegas is the spot. What, what could you increase the offer now, or what's, what's the what do we got? Because you just said we haven't learned the details yet. Guess what? There aren't any. This is we're buying the property. We're putting the stadium there. And we're going to go talk to the legislature about exactly what kind of deal we can work there's, out. But there's more going on behind the scenes. Sure, with, of course with, there with, is. There's more going on behind the scenes with the lawmakers. Of course it, there It's is. been in the works for a while. Of course. I'm but not saying it's not, done. None of that's out. I'm not saying it's but done. I think but, this but, is, but I don't want you to suggest that, hey, this is a move, the agreement to buy the property, and then we have, we're starting from square one with all the money. No, and they've the already, government. the they, lobbyists have already been, been in action. They've been working on this. Lobbyists have already been in action. They're already talking about it. They're going to figure it out. But this whole thing of... I think, like, literally I've talked to people today that are like, that's awesome. The A's are building the stadium here. That's great. No. They're still coming. They're still going to come and ask for money. That part is still ahead. Now, it's probably going to pass at some point unless people are vocal about it after getting the unbelievably bad deal last time, which nobody ever fought back on. Hopefully this time we've learned some lessons that are different. But it's probably going to happen at some point, I would think. But I do still think this is Oakland, you're done. We're not going to negotiate anymore. But if you do want to come with an offer, we'll listen. I, I do still feel it's that. But it's, it's I, I think, a cool day in terms of, hey, look, baseball could be coming here. They're making progress. Oakland's out. We're in. All that stuff's there. But, like, let's, let's not get crazy that this is a done deal and everything's worked out and we know the details and they're building it themselves and this is awesome. Like, there is a lot of moving pieces still to be worked out there that I think people should know because, like I said, People that I've talked to today are like, oh, the A's are building it. That's cool. Not what's happening. Well, that part's not true. No. Yeah. I mean, the A's, I think, are going to put in a significant portion. But, you know, go back to January 26th because I remember that night, again, sitting on the couch watching some TV. My short attention span always has me on the phone, and I read a tweet in the evening from Governor Lombardo, and it was like, nope, no taxes for the A's. And then within a half an hour, it was like, Walking back, erase, erase, erase. Yeah. And then it talked about incentives. We're open to incentives. Of course, we're always going to you know, have conversations about this. And I think that's how far back this was going. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to accuse the governor of not being in the loop at the time. Might not have been. Um, but my thought that that night was that his people got a call. And keep in mind, he was, he was just coming on board. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. but his people got a call from... Important folks, which could include the LVCVA, um, the Fertitas or reps, and said, you need to soften that stance because stuff is being worked on. And now what we're going to witness here, and we're going to try to cover it probably even better. I don't know. Probably is not the right word. Cover it even better than we did with the funding of the Raider Stadium because I think I think a lot of people were asleep at the wheel, and we had the weird, you know, changing of the assembly, especially, and the Senate, you know, right around the election, and there was, you know, the vote was, what, like October 15th or something, and we had politicians come on, you know, Michelle Fiore basically admitted, I didn't even read SB1, it was it was real hard, I'm busy, you know, I'm yeah. and then she hung up. Um, this time around, I think there's going to be a lot of scrutiny, but the way, the way they're going to do it, and, you know, we'll have Justin Watkins on again next week and maybe even sooner. Justin, of course, our legal insider, but a former public servant. He's talked a lot about tax districts and tax-exempt, the setup of a tax-exempt district. There are ways that you're getting public money, but it's not all up front. You know, it's a, 
it's a long range deal where you're getting major benefits with help with incentives. So I think the word salad that's going to go on may satisfy some people, but I but I also believe there's a lot of people who are going to look at this very deeply. Yeah, and, well, we and people are going to have their their word on how this gets done because I in no way if it's a billion and a half dollar stadium. Um, I mean, I'm in, I'm interested in having baseball here. Me too. I think that location is awesome. Uh, when the A's get here, I hope their payroll is instantly 125 million dollars. I think they should start putting money into the team now. All of that is great, but in no way, like you said, do I believe that the A's are solely responsible for buying the land and then building a 1.5 billion dollar stadium. Why would they do that? I don't think baseball would let them do it. No, I don't either. That's not good either. for that's not good for Major League Baseball. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that would happen either. Uh, and so I'm, I'm interested in. And to your point. Like, I hope enough people are familiar now with what was bad about the stadium deal with the Raiders. Again, I think we talked about a lot. There's one thing to pay the money. That was that was going to happen. That was, You're basically buying, buying the right to get a team. That's fine. But the finer points of the details of the stadium deal were dreadful. Dreadful in terms of full control of Sam Boyd Stadium, which is, I know people don't care necessarily, but it's been a big deal in terms of, Making UNLV pay rent, making UNLV move games, all those other things in terms of being in control of what they're in control of. All those things could have been, hey, look, we're giving you $750 million, but we get these in return. And those things weren't done. And so I hope enough people are educated on that now. I hope enough people understand what was bad about that deal and not just the money and that it changes this time around because this, this it's going to push through and people are going to be stuck. Wait a minute. In like, in like six months from now, it's, it's getting close to the deadline. They won't have it done by January. It's getting close, and people are like, wait, I thought they they were moving here. What's this legislature talking about all the money? Where did this come from? I thought they were here. No. It's the beginning of the process. On the negotiation side and the governmental side, do you really think this time around it's not going to be slam, bam, jam? I would hope. That's what I'm saying. I hope people learn. You keep saying you hope. I would hope people learn. We've seen it in action now. But I wonder how, to my point earlier, five, six minutes ago, I wonder – how how much has been done behind the scenes already to try to overcome some of those hurdles? I'm sure there's been a lot of. And you've got a lot of influential people around town who I'm not going to say want to cut corners, but are not going to want this stuff out publicly. So this is going to be a fascinating process. And you're right. I mean, now Oakland is down. What well, I don't even know what the percentage would be. Like I don't think the door is completely closed because oh. if the process took six months and there's a lot of opposition here. In Vegas and from, you know, government figures and at the state level, they could turn around. I, I just – the way they did this, it just sounds like they blindsided Oakland, so I just don't know. I don't know that Oakland people are going to be like, you know, which one also, last chance. Which also, Maybe? again, which also again should tell us a lot. About the A's or about Major League Sports? Kind of both. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, about, about the A's. I mean, who have gone full Cleveland Indians in Major League? Well, that that part is upsetting. And it's funny, before this news came out uh, yesterday on the show, and we've been very harsh on the A's and you know their lack of competitiveness and what they're doing to their fans and uh, really what they're doing to baseball. Um, and yesterday, Willie and I were talking about it was – and it's really – it's not just the A's. It's, it's four or five teams that have just – I don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't even know how this model works between the Royals, the Rockies – the A's, and I'm blanking on one other team. I mean, like, they're literally all 5-15, and 15, and they're minus, like, 50 run differential through 20 games. It's craziness. It's wild. We were just talking about that yesterday. Well, they need revenue sharing in baseball, Steve. 
They need to have some of the big market teams share with. Oh, wait, they do already. Okay, well, interesting. Maybe this is why the. I'm sure this has been run by some of the other owners already, the, you know, the most powerful owners, and maybe they see the, the structure, the foundation of the Vegas deal, and they're like, all right, this works. This is what we got to get back to. So I feel bad for Oakland. I do. And I, and I back the, you know, in, in the, the California and kind of West Coast push against public money. I'm behind it. You feel bad for Oakland or not? No, well, no, I just. I mean, I feel bad. I feel bad. I feel bad for the, the fans. And I think the city officials are trying to do what they think the constituents want. Um, I was kind of shocked a couple minutes ago. I almost never listen to anything Wilbon and Kornheiser say. Um, they're, you know, successful show. A lot of people like them. But uh, when the A's to Vegas thing popped up, Wilbon got kind of sentimental. And then Kornheiser came on. He's like, hey, you know, let's go back in history. How did San Fran and L.A. get the teams in the first place, right, the West Coast? And, you know, how did football arrive in Indy and Detroit? Like, these things happen. It was kind of like time well, moves a, on. It's Tough third, luck. Like, it's it's third, not, that's, not, that's not really fair to It's open. a third team in five years. It's, it's a little different. Yeah. It's not like one team leaving. And, by the way, I just – I want to read the rest of these details, but a new uh, story has come out, and uh, looks like we at least have some information about how much money they want. All right. You know what? Save it. <laughs> we'll pay some bills here on the way back. Let me uh, let me get that introduction of the first number, billion-dollar stadium, billion-and-a-half-dollar stadium. Again, news breaks last night and this morning. A lot to get to. A's in agreement with uh, Red Rock Resorts to buy half of their property at TROP <laughs> and the 1,500 acres. They want to buy 49 or 50 acres and build a stadium there. The plan would be to open the thing by 2027. Get 77 cent bottles of Bud, Bud Light, and Michelob Ultra on Golden Knights game days at the Silver Sevens Hotel and Casino. Yeah, we'll get to Draymond in a couple of minutes. And Stephen A is totally right. It's the playoffs. And guess what? When Draymond's neurons are all firing and he's getting all jacked up, it's the playoffs. Which means, control yourself, brother. Your resume sucks. I mean, I, I could go on this thing for hours. It was very aggressive of you. I did. I stood up. I'm fired up, man. I like a lot of the, the stating of the obvious. We're going to get to that in five minutes. And often throughout the show is we got GSW trying to come back from the 0-2 hole against Sacramento. We got VGK Hockey on the way here in town, down one nothing. So before we went to break, we were just talking about the big story of the day last night, multiple stories, both by the Nevada Independent and your paper, the RJ, about the A's coming into agreement with Red Rock Resorts to buy the Wild Wild West property there on Tropicana. And now the big question is, how does this get paid for? And you were saying right before the break, is there a number, is there a target number out there from baseball or the A's? Hey, public money, this is the number. Did you read it? I was going to see if you wanted to guess before or, or, you... Organic. I'm ready. I might stand up again. Take a guess. Uh, well, is the stadium a, a billion and a half? Is that what we're looking at? I think we're looking at a billion and a half. Okay, so a billion and a half. Sounds like the major league minimum contribution is 300. I'll go with 300 million. Somehow from the state of Nevada, Clark County, 300 million. 500. You in? Now the, the way- I'm not I'm not thrilled with you know if it's if taxes uh, you know sales tax is going to ten percent and uh, you know there's some just upfront public money I think it's a little bit weird. Well, there's a especially from 
and I'm, this is not a political comment because if this is the case, it's going to be a governor on both sides of the aisle giving big money to a major league sport. But Governor Lombardo, I believe what he actually tweeted out at first is what he believed on January 26th saying no raising of taxes, no tax money for the A's. So, so where's this 500 mil coming The from? way they would get around it is, and it sounds like, according to the story again from Nevada Independent, that it would be a $500 million public contribution, which would be in bonds, and then the tax district, as you were referencing, would be created to pay back those funds, which would mean any tax money generated by the stadium or its surrounding businesses uh, would start to go to the state after 30 years. Right. Uh, so, again, it would be $500 million basically up front, but they would say, hey, there's nothing new created. Just anything that you spend down there will instantly go to paying back the $500 million from the stadium. So that would tell you that's why it's so important that well, – The wording of theirs is, is but No, it's, it's a word salad, we know, and it's important for the A's. Not only – first of all, they don't need a 50,000-seat stadium here. It should be thirty to thirty-five thousand because that's a market for baseball now. But they need a decent piece of property to build what they're calling a ballpark village, because that thing could be open year-round. Yeah, and it's just you know revenue all the time, which and, also and, could and include they, an amphitheater, and they get all of it. Uh, yeah, and that's a good point. It can be in so another think, amphitheater in town. And I think to your point, just to try to get as many diesels as we can. And again, this stuff's changing every every minute. But um, when you said it's at one billion or one point five billion. It sounds like well, it's one point five. It's a billion from the A's, five hundred million from Nevada, and so it would be one point five billion total, uh, but five hundred million from the state. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. <laughs> and we're buying into. I mean, you you said the whole time the seven fifty really was. You know, we had to knock down that barrier, the NFL barrier that was put up. It was an entry to the NFL fee, and it was going to be high. I mean, this time, if it's $500 million, we're buying into baseball. And we all have feelings about where baseball is and where it's going and how it treats the fans. By the way, again, that was a fee to get the NFL to come here, which they wouldn't have, and it got us the Super Bowl and Pro Bowls and all these other massive events. Baseball? We desperately needed a 65,000-seat stadium. Final Four. Yep. All those things. Taylor Swift. Like, all those things are here because Allegiant Stadium is here. That made sense. Again, we were just more concerned with the details of that deal. Uh, in this case... It's somebody that is begging to come here. That's different than paying a fee to get into the league. You thought we'd be picky? This is somebody that is begging to come here. We're like, oh, you're begging? Here's $500 million. <laughs> Like, what? That's that's where this is very different. Uh, Draymond Green coming up in a little bit. Want to get to VGK and start to get you ready for that game tonight because, man, game one, that was rough. That was rough. And the fans were rough. Fans got real mad. Real mean. <laughs> like, like booing early and often and then got real quiet down the stretch because a lot of them just bailed. So we'll see if the atmosphere has a little more patience tonight with the peg back for game number two. Giveaway time inside the Palms at the Pearl Saturday, April 29th. Iggy Pop going to be along with a couple of the dudes from Red Hot Chili Peppers, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. Ticketmaster.com is where you can get the tickets. But Ari's got two tickets right now, Iggy Pop and uh, – his All-Stars, we'll call them, Saturday, April 29th, the Pearl inside the Palms, 364-1100, caller 7. Keep it locked right here. Cofield and Company will return in minutes on ESPN Las Vegas. Game two tonight, 77-cent beers during the game and all Vegas Golden Knight games the rest of the way in the playoffs. Hopefully it's a long run 
uh, based on game one against the Peg. And, again, it's only game one, and I saw and heard what all the important people with the Golden Knights said, including uh, Butchie, uh, Bruce Cassidy, and Mark Stone, and Eichel. Like, eh, it's, it's okay. It's only one game. I still don't understand how they came out and weren't fired up from the beginning. And then even worse, it like nothing really seemed to light the flame at any point in the game. I thought when they finally scored a goal, which was a great goal from, what was that, Barbie to Wild Bill. Um, we're doing all nicknames. Um, and then and then you saw them like swarming the puck, being aggressive, trying to forecheck. But it was only a couple minutes, and then it went right back to, like, they literally can't get the puck across the blue line. I prefer Carly to Wild Bill. Okay. Wild Bill's hard to let go. It is. Although he's got the short hair now. So when, when I saw him score the goal, I was like, who? Oh. Um, Carlson. Yeah, it was – they couldn't get going early. They fall behind 2 nothing. They finally get going, as you referenced, where they had a couple of minutes of sustained pressure. It resulted in a goal. They kept it up a little bit, and then really the, the third goal to start the third period was the really deflating one where they just had nothing after that. They, they generated literally nothing after going down 3-1. And it, it's, it's tough to watch it because it's a team that did that quite a bit earlier in the season where they went from playing great to – just having these complete duds of games, but it's the postseason. It's not supposed to happen. Yeah. And with Mark Stone back, it's not supposed to happen. Now, he wasn't anywhere near 100%. I don't think they expect him to be 100%, uh, but you need you need more. You just need more, and they didn't have it. I mean, for different reasons, and I'm not going to say every game was like this, but it, it did seem like the home teams in the first go-around, these first games, were kind of a little too uh, chillaxed. Well, the we intensity know. wasn't there. We know in the West. I mean, we didn't. We expected all the home teams to cruise through the whole series in the West, and they went. Nope. The four home teams went zero and four. Not not a single one of them won. So Edmonton bounced back last night. Yeah, yeah. They they got back uh, on the board, evened it up, and now the Kings do have home ice by winning that one game. And same with the Golden Knights. Even if they win tonight, it's home ice for uh, for the Jets. But you got to get in. You got you got to win this one. And uh, you know, as Mark Stone said. Hey, you got to win four or seven in the playoffs. Now we just have to win four or six. Not that much of a difference, but it kind of is. Like you, yeah, you can't. You can't. Oh, you certainly simple. can't fall behind two nothing. And if you do win today, on the positive side, you just got to go split in Winnipeg, and you got home ice back. So you know the path is there. And Did they you? are, by the way, three and two in series after losing the first game. Okay. Did you hear any good explanation as to why the power play not only did it not work, they literally couldn't keep it in the zone. The giveaways at the blue line. By lots of guys. Just incredibly sloppy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's happened. Like, this has been an issue. Like, we talked about it last week again. Yeah. You, you know, you referenced last year when I asked DeBoer about the power play going into the playoffs. Um, it's been it's been a thing. And, you know, Mark Stone was out there on the power play. It didn't really help that much. Um, so there's, there's a lot to work on. There's no question. And I think, you know, Jack Eichel playing in his first playoff game didn't, you know, have the game that he wanted. The power play wasn't great. And Eichel, you know, Eichel switches back to where he's more comfortable with Stone back out there, but it's also a place that he hasn't been in a while. So I mean, that, that is an adjustment, even though you're like, hey, this is great. He's moving back into where he feels better. Okay, well, he hasn't been there in a while, so it's going to take some adjusting, and um, I think that's all around. So you don't want to – like, you, wanna, you, you don't want to downplay how meaningful that loss was, but at the same time – There are reasons for optimism and reasons to believe that they're going to try to right the ship. 
777 gets you two hot dogs, two bags of chips, and a 22-ounce Bud, Bud Light, or Michelob Ultra Draft on Golden Knights game days at the Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. Do you know who I am? I'm going to freaking drag you on social media. Jay's pitcher, that story uh, re-delivered because we talked about it a couple days ago, but re-delivered by uh, Breakfast Television. That's Sid, one of the anchors in Canada. Bass is playing in Toronto. We have Xavier Pope on for a lot of reasons, but he's often a voice of reason because <laughs> we're fools. Xavier, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? Don't laugh at that. Good. Don't laugh at that. Happy 420. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, oh, we're, getting, oh, we're getting to my 420 plans in a little bit. Um, so I'm sure you're familiar with the popcorn on the floor on the plane story with a major league pitcher trying to call out <laughs> the flight attendants. But I want to play this part for you and the audience. The, uh, the female host on the show, then followed that up. Her name is Melanie Ng, and this is what she had to say. She was blown away by the reaction to Anthony Bass. I thought the reactions are all going to be one-sided. Everyone's going to say, how horrible you're going to make a pregnant woman traveling with two young kids pick up this mess. But then I saw everyone sort of calling him out and saying, of course you need to clean up after your child. Why wouldn't you clean? Because she's traveling with two young children, and she's very pregnant. Now, should you be messy and not tidy up after your kid? Of course not. You're going to want to do your very best. But when you're in a situation like that, maybe give me a hand. And it turns out that this is a Decker sister. Who's the country star? What's her name? Jesse James Decker. So then she piles on to try to back her sister. All right, Xavier. Popcorn on the floor. Kids are messy. The lady's pregnant. The, uh, the, The pitcher believes, hey, you know what? Airline people, clean up my mess. Your thoughts? I, I think that they were wrong for giving her a bag and tell her to pick, pick up every drop. That's what was claimed, if that's, if that's true. I mean, it's pretty rude to deal with a customer like that. <laughs> um, but to expect kids to, you know, you to have a bunch of kids with you and, and them not to make a mess as, as an airline employee, that's just really not fair. But your kids can't make a total mess. Um, it's, it's a delicate situation for airlines. And they really have to go above and beyond to be really friendly to the customer, to be able to make sure they're comfortable. And then help help the woman out. I mean, I, I, do, I do think they have a little bit of a point here. I mean, and people that are piling on are piling on because the guy's rich and his wife has money. And why don't you have a handler to take care of the kid? And, and some of these things are kind of unfair, not realizing these are real people. This is a real mom with two young kids and that's pregnant. Um, I would probably react the same way if I was her husband as well. So I'm, I, I really don't think anything is necessarily wrong with it at all. Well, I, I think everybody can be wrong. I think that's possible. And I will say, I think the reaction isn't necessarily that he expected it. It's that he was so dismissive of, these people need to clean it up. Like, settle down, bro. But I'll also say this. To your point, like, I, I fly all the time. I never see people treated like this. That tells me she was awful to them. That, that's what this tells me. She was terrible to them. That's why you're this saying, all happened. You're saying Decker in the first place. Yeah, ba- Bass's wife yeah, was wife. terrible to the flight attendants. That's my guess because I never see flight attendants treat people like that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see it very often. I, I wouldn't say I've been 100% treated well every time I've flown on a flight. Um, I've seen, um, you know, but generally customer service is, is pretty decent. I mean, we've seen a lot of different incidents with passengers getting a little bit of aggressive on planes and treating our airline employees um, like they're some sort of servant to do their bidding. And so that was a lot of that that started up during coronavirus. Um, and, and maybe some of that has still continued to now. So there's some claims that, that could be possibly true about that. But, I mean, what, what does the airline say in response to this? And how do they cover their employee to make them feel like they're still valuable, maybe instead of maybe potentially punishing them? I love stories like this. Xavier Pope is with us. <laughs> 
Um, I lean on uh, my girlfriend. We call her the significant other because uh, when she heard the story, she said two things. 22 weeks pregnant, ain't that pregnant. Get down and clean it. And the other one is, you know who should have cleaned it? Anthony Bass, the pitcher. Get up and clean it, bro. You're, if you're away. There. Oh, he wasn't. No. Oh, I thought he, he was on the flight. No, they were flying on their own. No. Oh, so she took a pill. Oh, okay. He complained after right. the fact. Yeah. Okay. See, so. Well, that that's weird. He wasn't even there. So, again, to Adam's point, he doesn't even know how his, if his wife was acting like an animal. Oh, he knows. Yeah, he's been point. around he probably, her. He, he probably does know. Come, come on, though. <laughs> he does he's, know. I know 22 weeks is, is halfway there, but she, she's still a pregnant mom. She still has two kids. I know it's a bunch of us guys talking about this, but we should have a little bit of sympathy for those moms that have kids. I know if my mom heard this program and she heard me say that that mm-hmm. not help out a pregnant mom, I would probably be getting uh, my ear chewed out. So I'm going to lean on the caution of make sure that moms are okay with their kids. I'll, uh, Did you hear the part where we said it's Jesse James Decker's sister? We know how she was acting. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> on the flip side of that, Xavier, I'm 98% sure when I talk to my mother about the story, she's going to have a similar reaction to clean up your own mess. So, I don't know. Just, these things are funny. So, but but we, see the, you know, we see this decorum stuff all the time. An example today, I think I overdo it sometimes. Like, I went to breakfast, and – I stack the plates afterwards because oh, I get, like, all OCD. Time. I don't want it all in front of me. But, I, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm going to help out. And I'm sure I've told the story many times. I'm sure servers are like, don't stack the plates. I have my own way of doing it. Now you're being obnoxious the other way by trying to be too clean, jerk. I, 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 Steve, are you one of those people who, when you go to the department store, you try to fold things back like you no. found it, like make no. a total mess? Worse than you found it, other stuff falling apart in the store. I have no expertise on that front. I wouldn't even try. <laughs> yeah, I botched that. I, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm decently skilled at some stacking some plates. So, all right, let's. I want to. This is a weird transition, but I want to get into the NBA, and then I also want your reaction. Uh, if you haven't heard, we're gonna we'll intro to you and the audience what's going on with the Oakland A's in Las Vegas on a potential stadium deal. But first of all, with the Lakers last night. I don't. I don't understand a team that should have a sense of urgency that has all these experienced guys that has won a championship, playing the way they did against the Grizz, a wounded Grizz team, no Morant, and I'll tell you what, there was no urgency even with like two and a half minutes left, three minutes left, they're down six, and I thought they just kind of they made a couple of attempts and they're like, all right, we'll fold it up, you know, with seven games, we'll win it, no worries. Like what? I, I, I- it was Anthony Davis, man. You're supposed to be one of the best players in basketball, and you're healthy. He was falling all over the place, by the way. I mean, LeBron James was intensely trying to get him the ball. Um, and the way that the Lakers played, um, some of the, the turnovers they made, um, they were letting the, the, the Grizzlies got hot from three, um, but they were letting them take open shots. The defense was, was terrible. Um, I, I, it comes down to coaching. I mean, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know if Darvin Ham takes a lot. But this is you have a chance to get a stranglehold on this series with John Moran out, and you go ahead and lay an egg in that game. Um, it, LeBron James has been you've been out of the playoffs, been in the league for twenty plus years. You just don't let that happen to your team. And I just I, I'm just really surprised that a team like this who has won a championship, but then again, it's a bubble championship to come like this in the playoffs. Well, you talk about not letting it happen. We've seen the Warriors let the Kings win two games at home. Now this series. Seems somewhat predictable in the fact the Warriors have been horrific on the road and unbelievable at home. But now we do have the mix-up of Draymond Green not playing in Game 3. Do you think this series is close to being over? Are the Warriors done? I don't think the Warriors are done. Like, you, you, the, lead, the lead-in was the Warriors and how almost invincible that they are at home and yeah. how terrible they are on the road. 
Um, and so you may see a completely different team. That crowd jacks that team up like few teams I've ever seen in the history of the NBA. Um, and they can go ahead and guys like Jordan Poole um, and some of the guys on the bench will come come along and play better than they've played in Sacramento. Steph, Steph Curry, once he gets hot from a million feet um, at home, that crowd turns him into a different type of player. Um, it's just I think that this series is still a long series to go. Um, I don't Draymond Green. Yes, it does impact that team, but I still think that some of those role players are going to come along and and, and get the, the the Warriors to two of those games. So the Warriors game tonight's in San Fran. San Fran stole the Warriors from Oakland. <laughs> we stole the Raiders from Oakland, and now we may be on the verge of stealing the baseball team, the A's, from Oakland. Uh, just your reaction to these teams moving, and then. Uh, some early reports here, because the stories really just broke last night about the uh, the agreement mm-hmm. between Red Rock Resorts, which is the uh, Fertitta brothers who used to own USC. I'm hoping Dana White gets installed as the GM <laughs> of the A's. Uh, <laughs> but the the news on public contribution, because we're all we're very leery now in Vegas because we gave the Raiders a lot of money, um, billion mm-hmm. and a half dollar stadium, and without giving it up front, we may kind of do the end around with public money and do a tax district where they're exempt and they they get to collect all the money, but the public contribution may be $500 million. It's, it's, it's something that will get paid um, because that your city, your region wants professional sports there. Uh, and, and whatever influential hands that need to be wrung, it will be done. And I think that's what they have over, over Oakland who have dragged their feet for years um, and have been in fight with the team for years, really thinking that they wouldn't go anywhere and now they're in a situation where they're going to have another team leave Oakland and go to Vegas. Um, and maybe that's going to be a new sunset town for people who live in Oakland um, to, to, to come live, to, to be fans, because that's what looks like it, it continues to happen. I think that's amazing that the same city winds up getting another team from in, 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 in professional sports. But I, I don't think it's a question of when. It's, uh, if, it's a, that's definitely a question of when. I don't think the Oakland A's stay in Oakland. I think you're going to have a baseball team in in Oakland, I mean, in Las Vegas, fans are going to pay for it. A lot of people think um, that's selling out. To, but if, if people want a team in their municipality, then they're going to get it, and they're willing to pay for it. I'm going to go off, uh, off on a tangent here for a second because I want your reaction to this one. So Dan Snyder seemed like he was on the verge of selling the team, the, the former Redskins and Commanders, for $6 billion to a dude who's got ownership with the Sixers and the Devils, Josh Harris. Brian Davis, who played for Duke with Leitner, comes in and says, I've got $7 billion cash. Let's go. And the interesting thing here is he makes the rounds. One, he's been called a scam artist by others, including Sean Merriman, who played in the NFL, said that guy tried to rip me off for three mil. But the other rumor is that this could be Saudi money behind Brian Davis. I don't know if that's been dispelled yet, but how amazing would it be if the Saudis are like, yeah, let's continue the sports washing and let's back Brian Davis. And from the NFL standpoint, hey, majority – African-American owner, that would be good. This one could be fascinating to follow unless it gets shot down real quick. Yeah, I, I think that it doesn't matter um, what the face of it is. Um, if it's involved in anything like live golf, I think it's something worth looking at in, in, a, in a lens of what are we willing to allow the connection um, with sports um, and entities that may um, – Maybe problematic, um, and what does the NFL have to say about that? And then, and in turn, um, are fans going to have the same appetite for something like that 
um, as they might say a live golf that continues to expand its profile. Um, other than, but on the flip side of that, I mean, it's still the National Football League. I've been saying this to you guys all the time. Fans just don't care. They just don't. Yeah, and well, the difference is the players in golf and live golf can just take the money and go. Here, the league would have to approve it. I can't imagine this gets through a vetting process of the league if this is just Saudi money trying to get in. I mean, yeah, obviously, the, the, the league has to do is due diligence. Um, and there also has to be some good journalism behind uncovering exactly what the nature of the, that money is uh, and, 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 and vetting, and that's, that's, what the, that's what the NFL does. Um, but if they see dollar signs and minimal conflict of interest, then a deal gets done. I mean, that's just how... That's, unfortunately, that's, that's the nature of the business that's happening right now, especially when it's being tied to a variety of different interests, whether it's a professional or gaming, or whether it's... I, mean, I think we don't, we, don't, we don't know the length of what sports will do to continue to make money as long as people continue to put butts in seats. And NFL is not harmed in any financial way. The NFL is going to do what's, what's best for the NFL. Make David money. Pope is with us. We have 30 seconds. If we don't finish, Ari will just cut us all off. So I just wanted to ask you, I saw you're doing something with a dispensary, 420, yoga. What's going on on 420? Ace and Dispensary. They're coming here now. at Ritual Hot Yoga is a place that I teach 17 hot yoga classes a week. Yeah. They're going to be bringing vapes and, and yummies. And we're going to have a good time, and we're going to light it up on our mats and light it up on the flow. You, uh, you smoke before the yoga or after? Uh, yeah, that's a little personal oh, okay. decision, but I'll make okay. sure that I, I'm, I'm well engaged. <laughs> Xavier, you are awesome. Enjoy the holiday, and we'll talk to you next week. I love you guys. Yoga's never going to be a good word for me. I, I, did you hear me go into yoga? Yeah, of course. You smoking before yoga or after yoga? What a nightmare. Well, I got decisions to make tonight. We're going to have to talk before about it Before or after yoga? Is that what you're saying? Yoga. Yoga. Before or after yoga. I don't even know what I'm saying. A Silver 7, 77 cent beers tonight for the VGK game. Game 2, got to win this one. Got to even the series against the Winnipeg Jets. 77 cent Bud, Bud Light, and Mick Ultras. We're hanging out here at the Bud Light Sports Bar.